I've had that song in my head since 7.15 last night, the service that we had, and it's just been just a great reminder uh, of the church just absolutely ready for Jesus to come back. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, this idea, are we prepared for the future with a question? Or are we prepared and we have confidence? The gospel lesson is what I'm going to be focusing on, specifically the the words uh, in Matthew, right in 12 and 13, where the bridegroom is responding to those that came late to the party. And he basically says, as they're knocking on the door, I never knew you. And then Jesus continues by teaching, watch therefore, because we know not neither the day nor the hour. Are you ready for the future? Question or confidence? And I pray by the time you walk out of here today that you're you're just reminded of the confidence that we have in Christ Jesus. We, we have a lot of questions about what the, what the future holds. Just look at what's been going on just this last year, right, with this virus, with the, with the way the election season just went. There, there's just a lot of questions. And we're, we're waiting for the election results to be certified. We're, we're waiting. We're, we're waiting for Jesus to come back. We're waiting. And so what do we do when we wait? Well, Jesus has a message for us. These words from Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13, Jesus is talking specifically to one group of people. He's not concerned with all of humanity here. He's talking with one group of people, and that's the church. Those that are eagerly anticipating him coming back or waiting for him to come back. He's not concerned in this section of scripture with those that have already rejected him. Those that deny that he's God. He's talking to the church. He's talking to you and to me. And as we unpack this scripture lesson, um, you might have some questions. I know I had questions. What does some of the things mean, some of the details of the story that Jesus is telling? Why is it that uh, the five wives or prepared uh, bridesmaids didn't help out the five that were not prepared or the foolish ones? Wouldn't that have been the loving thing to do? And why is it when, at the end, when the ones that came a little late, they were, they're ready now, and they knock on the door, and the Lord responds with, I never knew you, what's going on there? Why is it that the, the bride is not mentioned at all in the scriptures? You got the groom, and you have the bridesmaid, but what's the deal with the bride not being there? And what's the deal with the oil and the lamp? That's a, a cultural custom that we're not used to. We have a lot of questions here in this text, and I hope that you have some answers by the time we're done. But we're waiting. We're waiting. And who here is good at waiting? I see a little hand. I hope that's true, sweetheart. I really do. Good things come to those who wait, right? Yeah. We're waiting. I talked about some of the things that we're waiting for. We're, we're waiting for the election results to be uh, certified. We're, we're waiting uh, for this virus to end. We're just waiting for some normalcy back in our life. And, and it's just a, a beautiful thing. But we're waiting. 
But as I talk about this idea of waiting for Jesus to come back, do, 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 you, do you recognize, and now, look, I, I get that we're in this weird seating restriction time. I get it. So please just know that I understand that. But do you recognize that those who are waiting for Jesus to come back, that crowd, it's getting smaller and smaller. I'll give you an example. I was in a leadership development course that I get to start for the next uh, couple of uh, years. and uh, the, the head of this particular ministry, Pastoral Leadership uh, Institute, uh, Jock Ficken put us slides on some screens that talked about some statistics. And he, and he pointed to the 1950s. Now, my dad was born in 1947, so really not all that long ago. All right. I heard laughing. Um, that statistic said there were 95% of the American population self-identified as Christian. And in that 95% on any given Sunday, anywhere from 63 to 50% of the population would be in church on Sunday. 2020, before COVID, you know what the number is that they pointed us to? That there are 25% of the American population is a practicing Christian. And that's only 70 years? That swing? What is going on? And can it be stopped? It can. And the church will rise and, and will be victorious. But, but we have a role to play in that uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit as we get to touch lives. So why is it that the five that had some extra oil didn't help out the other five. Wouldn't that have been the loving thing to do? You know what? If the five could, they would have. But the oil and that little lamp that's burning is our faith. And as much as I want to be able to believe for you to be able to get to heaven, I cannot believe enough. There is nothing I could do. I could spend every waking moment of every day from here until Jesus comes back trying to believe you into heaven. And I can't do it. And you can't do it for me. We are each responsible for our own faith. And as Jesus is talking to the church, he's talking to those that would fall away. He's saying, watch, be prepared, not with a question mark, but with confidence. Know that I'm coming back. And what we see happening in that slide that I just mentioned is people are falling away from the faith. And there's a number of reasons why that might be. It could be something like this. Would a, would a loving God really, really do that? Or maybe there's something in the scriptures that someone encounters and, hey, you know what, I really don't think that's what it really means. And so I'm going to tweak it and kind of shape it and mold it and fashion it into something I can agree with. And then all of a sudden we're worshiping a false god. 
And then at the very end, when Jesus comes back and those that aren't ready, those that have fallen away from the faith, um, when they realize, oh no, you know what would have been the best thing for the, the five foolish ones, the five unprepared to do? You know what the best thing for them to do would to be just to have stayed? Rather than go chase after things, to just have stayed. We can't bring you anything. We have nothing to bring. But we recognize this relationship is what matters. That's what the groom wants. He wants a relationship with us. He died for that relationship with us. He wants a relationship. I had a conversation with a young lady. That was actually Wednesday. And uh, in that conversation, she had the courage to tell me about a friend of hers that doesn't know about all this God stuff. And when you talk with her a, a, a little bit more, apparently she doesn't know about all this God stuff because when she looks at Christians, the Christians that she knows, she doesn't have a single Christian that she can look to with respect because they're all about living for themselves. Can we be better? Can we do better? Pastor Brandt, last week, he did a beautiful job of talking about getting the attention off of the me and and focusing on the we. When Jesus went to the cross, it wasn't about the me. Jesus wasn't saying, this is me. Look at me. He was doing it for us. He was laying his life down for us. He was laying his life down for his bride. You and me and those that have come after us and those that have come before us. He's, he's laid his life down. He wants a relationship with us. And, and, and we have the opportunity to do that. Why? Because there's not a single one of us that has anything that we can bring to our Lord. It's him who prepares us. It's he who did that. He was the one that poured out his life for us. And he's given us this great gift, this great gift of faith. And we can turn off the noise. We can look to the future with confidence knowing that he is coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. And he's going to take us with him. So we don't need to chase after what's the future going to hold. We, are, are we prepared? Question mark. No, we are confident. We are prepared because what Jesus has done for us. And so we can live in light of that hope. Imagine what we can do if we live in light of that hope. Imagine how beautiful that we can show the world it is when we... Why would anybody want to live with Jesus anyway? That's the question that the world is asking. Why? What's the big deal? Then we as a church can respond with light and love. We can do what the scriptures say. We can act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. And we can say, listen, this God, the one that fashioned you, he loves you. He created you. He sees you. He's molding you. He's walking with you. He's given you hope. Why do you want to live with Jesus? Because he's your hope. And you know, even the littlest child can have that hope. And we can let our light shine. Because they've been prepared. And and I'm going to give you an example of that right now. All right? Why don't you stand up? All right? 
You know that song, This Little Gospel Light of Mine? We're going to sing it, and we're going to sing a handful of verses, all right? And we're going to tap into our inner kid. This is a message for all the kiddos. You know, this, everybody can walk out with this song in their heart. Right? Let's sing. This little gospel light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little gospel light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little gospel light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all the time. All right, won't let Satan what? Won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. I won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. I won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. This next one is my daughter's favorite part. Ready? Hide it under a basket. Nope! I'm going to let it shine, hide it under a basket. No! Good. I'm going to let it shine, hide it under a basket. No! I'm going to let it shine, let it shine all the time, let it shine. You don't know this next verse, but it speaks to all the garbage that's been going on. Won't let COVID cause me doubt. Ready? Won't let COVID cause me doubt. I'm going to let it shine. Won't let COVID cause me doubt. I'm going to let it shine. Won't let COVID cause me doubt. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. We have a 75 degree day today. Wouldn't it be cool if you're like walking through the neighborhood with that song in your heart, just kind of singing it, and your neighbors are like, you're sick, and you're like, yeah, I'm sick for Jesus. Right? They need to hear that, and we as a church get to live it. Amen?